Welcome to the Pre-Opera Talk for Michigan Opera Theater's production of Cavalleria Rusticana. My name is Andrea Scovey, and I'm the Director of Education with MOT. And I'm Arthur White, MOT's Director of External Affairs. We are thrilled you have joined us today as we take a look at Pietro Mascani's Cavalleria Rusticana and talk with a very special guest about this concert. Conductor Yadar Binyamini, music director at the Detroit Symphony Orchestra and the first DSO music director to lead one of our MOT productions. This one night only production marks the first time that MOT has produced Rusticana in the company's 50 year history. And we couldn't be more excited to have this classic of Italian opera open our new season. Cavalleria Rusticana is a one act opera written by Italian composer Pietro Mascagni off the 1880 short story of the same name by Giovanni Verga. The opera debuted in 1890 in Rome and is considered the quintessential Verismo opera. Verismo was a post-romantic, realistic style of opera, which rejected stories centered around royalty and the mythological and magical, and instead focused on stories of everyday people in their lives, which often resulted in gritty plots full of sexuality and violence. At the end of the 19th century, social revolution was underway. Monarchies across Europe had less influence as democratically elected parliaments began to emerge. An emphasis on the living conditions of the majority now brought things like public education and an opportunity to travel via rail with the advancement of the Industrial Revolution. This was the backdrop the 27-year-old Italian composer Pietro Mascagni would bring his most celebrated opera in 1890 by submitting his opera in a competition and winning it. The prize was having his opera publicly performed in Rome. Mascagni was born in Livorno, Italy, not far from Tuscany in 1863. His father was a baker who envisioned great social status for his son as a lawyer, and Mascagni's musical talents were suppressed and ignored at home. He began advanced studies, but when his parents later discovered he was studying music, he was immediately kicked out of the family home. Fortunately, he was supported by an understanding uncle. He soon won patronage, which paid his way to the Milan Conservatory, where he roomed with fellow student Giacomo Puccini. Mascati was dismissed from the conservatory after two years because he enjoyed the bohemian life of a student, but not the academics. Mascani enjoyed a long career as a composer and conductor. In 1940, the 50th anniversary of Rusticana's premiere, the 77-year-old composer was recorded conducting the opera at La Scala with famed tenor Beniamino Gili as Turido and Giulietta Simeonato as Lucia. Uh, the performance is available on YouTube. Rusticana's action all takes place on Easter Sunday and centers around a couple's love triangle, betrayal and murder. Turidu, having returned from military service, discovers his fiancee Lola has married Alfio. In revenge, Turidu seduces Santuzza to make Lola jealous. Turidu soon discards the devastated and sorrowful Santuzza and begins an adulterous affair with the married Lola. In a moment of jealousy, Santuzza reveals the affair to Lola's husband, Alfio, and Alfio kills Turidu in a duel. 
Rusticana contains some of the most beautiful music and beloved music in Italian opera. And the stunningly beautiful intermezzo has been used in a number of films from Raging Bull to The Godfather Part Three. We are so excited to hear it played live by the fabulous MOT Orchestra and conducted by our guest, Yadar Binyamini. We are thrilled he has taken a few moments to speak with us. Welcome, Maestro Yadar Binyamini. Thank you for being here. Oh, thank you for inviting me. My pleasure. So, you know, we're making a bit of history, this, uh, this production you were uh, conducting. I believe it's the first time uh, a conductor at the DSO has come across town, so to speak, uh, to conduct one of our productions. Uh, can you tell us any insight as how did this collaboration, uh, how did it come about and how might, might we see more of these in the future? Yeah, so uh, we thought uh, about this collaboration between DSO and MOT uh, for uh, two important reasons. Uh, the first reason is uh, to give uh, an important signal to restart, to go back in a normal life. Uh, we, I think uh, all of us need uh, music, art, culture, no? because uh, it's the food of our soul. And uh, this collaboration is very meaningful for this reason. And the second reason is uh, because one of my dreams uh, is uh, to, to put together all uh, our realities, musical realities uh, in Detroit uh, in a big collaboration for our uh, musical future. Uh, we have, uh, uh, so DSO is always open to high level collaborations uh, and this is one of that, uh, I'm sure. And uh, it will be, our first collaboration, and uh, surely it will not be the last. Fantastic. Now let's talk a bit about uh, Rusticana. You know, this is a, a melodrama in the Verismo style. Can you talk a bit about uh, Mascagni, uh, the Verismo style, and uh, why do you think this work has remained so popular after 130 years? So, uh, the Verismo style, Stile Verista, uh, in Italian, <laughs> is uh, very specific. We have, uh, we have uh, uh, a lot of uh, very important things. The first thing is uh, the word, the interpretation of the word. Singers uh, has to be so real. They, they must to be real. And uh, they have to uh, to be exactly in the right mood uh, of the character and the situation. Uh, and we have some example during uh, Cavalleria Rusticana, we have some, some phrases that uh, sometimes uh, uh, we, we listen to the singer that not sing, uh, for example, Atela Malapasqua, or uh, I don't know, Bada dell'ira tua non mi curo. Now, we have this word uh, that uh, Mascagni, uh, didn't want to sing that, want uh, screaming uh, uh, or uh, like parlato, really angry. Or we have also in the beginning, we have uh, the Siciliana in a Sicilian dialect. Uh, this is Verismo for the singers. And uh, for the music uh, is uh, 
very important the music the orchestra describes all the situation the character the scene we i'm surely i'm sure that uh, without without scene without costumes uh, we will be able to pay attention of the music and uh, in the verismo style the music is uh, like uh, like a soundtrack music it's uh, like a, a big movie a very good big movie and uh, the orchestra is uh, so so important and i'm sure that uh, this this opera is uh, uh, is famous uh, after 130 years uh, because uh, the melodies are so beautiful and the opera speak about uh, common people with uh, our real emotion no the, the emotion uh, uh, as common people so they are angry they are jealous uh, they we speak about love jealousy and uh, they fight uh, so very uh, exciting and uh, strong strong sensation and uh, this is very very important for singers to understand during rehearsal and uh, i'm surely i'm sure that uh, that the audience uh, will uh, will understand that all of these during our performance i hope <laughs> so you know detroiters really had the opportunity to see you in action when you had stepped in at the last minute for an indisposed leonard slacken back in 2018 in a marvelous concert uh, version of puccini's final opera a tour and um you kind of hit on this earlier about not having sets and costumes which this production at, at meadowbrook will not be just be in concert version are there any particular advantages or disadvantages to doing things in concert like this yeah, like like I said, uh, without sets and costumes, uh, the audience uh, will appreciate uh, the music, and uh, through the music uh, they can uh, understand what happened. I'm sure because uh, is uh, like I said, uh, like a soundtrack movie. My job is to bring uh, all the people uh, in the right mood during our performance. Fantastic. Now, uh, you know, we are also excited that Christine Gurky, our new associate artistic director, uh, and of course, one of the leading dramatic sopranos in the world today, she's taking up the role of Santuzza for the very first time in this production. What do you think audiences can expect from the collaboration uh, between the two of you? So, uh, Christine is a, a very good singer and extremely good, uh, you know, and uh, she has uh, a strong personality and uh, she she is uh, a passion person and uh, she has much passion as i do in making music and uh, she is a, a very op uh, opera lover and i'm sure that uh, her personality and uh, her intelligence because he's, she is so smart will be one of our trump cards very good. Very good. You know, now typically in a stage production, of course, you'd be working probably closely with the stage director talking about themes and uh, interpretation and all that. Uh, in a concert version, do you have such a collaboration, for example, with our, our new artistic director, Yuval Sharon? Would he be something you'd, someone you'd be working with on a production when it's only a concert version? Yeah, absolutely. I, I have a, a very great collaboration with Yuval. Yuval is... Uh, terrific uh, i i love him 
he loves his his job. Uh, he loves uh, opera and the culture and the historific. And we collaborated a lot about everything, not about music choice, but of course uh, about uh, cast and uh, where, how to put uh, orchestra and uh, singers on stage and choir and how to do that, to do the, the other thing. Uh, and uh, we collaborate a lot. Uh, I'm, I'm always open about new ideas. Uh, and uh, this is for me not a new way to, 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 make, uh, to make opera because I, I've already conducted the opera on stage in the conservation. But uh, it's first time in that in that place, uh, and uh, he helped a lot me uh, to to find some solution uh, for singers, uh, for orchestras, uh, and uh, he is a, a very very smart artistic director, and I'm so happy to collaborate with him. Like many important symphonic conductors of the past, I'm thinking of Toscanini or Scholti, Bancarian, or, or more recently, uh, Ricardo Muti. Uh, these were all great operatic uh, conductors. Uh, does opera somehow prepare you or has it, has it prepared you for this directorship at the DSO? Yeah, of course. Uh, I think uh, it's so important to, for a conductor to be able to conduct uh, opera and symphonic uh, as well. Uh, conducting opera, uh, conducting opera teaches you to breathe with the music phrase. That, in my opinion, is a, a characteristic of a great uh, symphonic orchestra: precision and musicality. And uh, to, as well, uh, to conduct a symphonic is very helpful for conduct better opera because you are more precise and you can do better your opera performance. Now you were named music director of the DSO in January of 2020, just weeks uh, before the COVID pandemic really changed the world forever. Um, how has this event changed your life and what do you think it ultimately means uh, for music in Detroit and just music going forward? Yes, it was a strange, uh, strange year, strange uh, season this our last season, but it was a, uh, a big challenge for, uh, for the DSO. Uh, here we, we worked a lot, very hard, and uh, managed to keep the live music played. And uh, it was not like that all over the world. In fact, uh, all of us artists have had uh, many cancellations uh, and uh, many orchestras uh, have canceled entire seasons. But uh, now I'm sure everyone has understood uh, the importance of uh, art, of music. Uh, and now all of us uh, can't wait to go back to the theater and uh, to be with other people uh, and share emotions uh, and uh, feed their souls. It's so, it's so important. My last question, Tell us, how and when did you get the uh, opera bug? I know you grew up not too far from Milan, Milano. Uh, did you, you know, hang out at La Scala as a kid or something? Or how did you get the opera bug? So, uh, really, I grew up uh, as, as a conductor in a symphonic world because I, I, I started my, my, uh, my conducting career in Orchestra Sinfonica di Milano, where I played clarinet. 
but uh, I played uh, a lot with my clarinet opera because uh, in our country, uh, we have a lot of theaters. I played a lot in uh, Bologna. I played a lot in Pesaro Rossini Opera Festival. I played at La Scala. I, I played a lot of opera and uh, I grew up uh, in Cremona. Cremona is a little town in North Italy, close to Milan, uh, but also close to Bosseto, Parma. And there, and there we can smell the Verdi opera and uh, all, the, <laughs> all the, the, the opera world. And uh, so I, I started uh, to conduct, uh, uh, my first opera was Andrea Chenier in Milano and my first uh, opera in Parma at uh, uh, Verdi Opera Festival was Simon Boccanegra. Very, very difficult opera and uh, uh, so heavy and not easy for a young conductor, but uh, to me, it was uh, very natural. I don't know why, but I, I, love, I love the opera. I can understand uh, the, the, the mood and uh, what happened immediately when, when I look a new score of, uh, of an opera, uh, especially with the, with the Verdi opera or with the Verismo, Puccini, Mascagni, uh, Giordano. They are, so, they are so close to my, to my soul. And uh, I'm so patient. I have so, I have a lot of passion in my life, and uh, I love the, the passionate music. Well, Maestro Yada, we are greatly looking forward to this Rusticana. Thank you so much for taking some time out to speak with us today. Thank you, and see you there. And thank you too for joining us today for MOT's first ever virtual pre-opera talk. Don't forget to follow along with Live Note throughout the production for Italian and English language translation and a director's commentary with notes on Rusticana and behind the scenes facts coming to you in real time as the action unfolds. We hope you enjoy the performance. <laughs>